Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Question, is the current public relations agency model outdated? My guest today believes so. As a result, he and his colleagues have launched Intelligent Relations Public Relations, a new startup that believes that they have an exceptional fix with their new PR platform called Preston. Preston enables growing teams the opportunity to win media coverage and amplify their brand while delegating support tasks to a PR pro. In addition, your firm gets a dedicated PR professional committed to your success to execute all of your media outreach, helping to coordinate your interviews and to execute all of your campaigns. A very important feature of the Preston platform is your access to real-time analytics about your campaigns. Now founded in 2020, they have quickly grown to over 50 team members distributed across 14 countries in four continents. Within this short time, they have already helped a global client base to achieve impactful media coverage in all types of media. So joining me today all the way from South America is Steve Marcinuk, Managing Director of Intelligent Relations. So Steve, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me and appreciate the uh, the welcome and the, the thorough introduction. Well, look, let's uh, talk about uh, Preston. From what I have read thus far about it, I'm actually excited. So I'd like for people to hear exactly how you go about doing what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I've been listening to a couple of the recent episodes you've done in artificial intelligence. And uh, it's clear that both you and it seems like your your listening audience are rather up to speed with some of the transformative things that AI has done and will continue to do for the PR industry. So we actually, as you mentioned, we started back in 2020 um, because we saw some of the artificial intelligence that was coming up, uh, early versions of GPT, which is now you know, ChatGPT, uh, and we were just seeing that the PR industry was a perfect application for some of the AI technology that was uh, going to be emerging at that point over the next few years and you know, sitting here in 2023 emerging now. And so I think that that's where our, our jumping off point was for Preston. 
is what would be the technology, the AI technology that would empower more intelligence, streamlined workflows, improved outputs, and to help facilitate many aspects of, of the PR process. Um, because as I read, I mean, it has so many features that PR people really need. And let's start at the top uh, about that Preston has automated pitch writing included. Talk, talk about that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd been running a PR agency for about five years or so prior to, uh, to help and start uh, Intelligent Relations. And we started in, in year one, spent about nine months, 12 months, just trying to reinvent the process of what it takes to do media outreach to the right folks with the right message, you know, the right journalists who care about this pitch, uh, these topics, and then manage your relationships with them. Try to kind of reinvent that from the ground up, and that's how we, you know, that's how we started from a from a jumping off point. So, I, uh, so from the pitch writing perspective, I'll say just high level. There's there's multiple technology that are built into Preston. And I'll drill and very happy to drill into the pitch writing side. So we have media monitoring, which identifies journalists and everything they're writing about, and to build a smarter journalist database. Then we have the pitch writing capabilities, which understands a given client and writes is pre-trained with pitches that work based on you know success through the platform and you know, recursive learning based on what we're seeing as getting responses. And then we have the the follow-up tracking and uh, and transparent reporting process. So those are kind of I'd say the the pillars of what's baked into the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, from the pitch writing perspective. Yeah, I was just listening to your last episode, uh, one of your recent episodes about uh, GPT and some of the uses of GPT in for PR professionals. I think you know your your guest absolutely nailed it in a lot of the things you talked about, from ideation to subject lines to preparing messaging briefs for clients. All of those things are really decent and really strong use cases for out of the box AI technology like ChatGPT, like Google's Bard, something like that. What we saw with Preston for the pitch writing tool is that out-of-the-box solutions are not well designed for very specialized functions, such as what we do in the PR industry. So pitch writing, you could go to ChatGPT and say, hey, write a pitch on this on this topic. But the problem with an out-of-the-box solution is it doesn't know what works. It doesn't know what, you know, what, what, it doesn't know what good is. It doesn't know the client that you're pitching on behalf of. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know the news. You know, ChatGPT was, I uh, had the knowledge cut off as of, sep- uh, I think, September 2021. And so it's an imperfect tool for what's really the, you know, the bread and butter daily activities of a PR pro. So instead, what we did is we built a framework where Preston has an individual account set up for any individual client where it learns that company it understands their messaging. It understands what they care about, what they do, their areas of expertise. It's pre-trained with their leadership, and so it knows all of that. We can go into a you know cold solution and saying, write a pitch about this. Oh, by the way, our CEO is so and so, and they do these topics, etc. It knows all that. It's pre-trained with pitch examples that have worked. It's pre-trained to know what the standard is, and so by having those things, by having a custom pre-trained model for a specific client, knowing what the standard is of what's likely to get a response, you're able to get really good outputs right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Again, our thesis is that you always want to have a professional who knows what 
you know, who knows what the outcome should be. They, they're able to review and obviously fact check, not sending anything out without that approval. But it's certainly a great jumping off point for anyone who's using a generative AI to write pitches. Well, I can certainly see the benefit of that because, as you said, ChatGPT just uh, regurgitates what it can get its hands on. It goes out and looks for stuff mm-hmm. that fits the, what you've asked for and then gives that to you. As I hear you say it, your program understands what it is your client wants and how they go about it so it can better frame and recite, if you will, things that will better adapt itself to their needs. Yeah. So, for example, you know, we have a data privacy client on the platform. And rather than having to re-educate the, your pitch writer each time, oh, by the way, the CEO's name is, is Rob and their website is this and here's their service offering, that just comes standard. So it's, it's really like building a custom set of AI tools for any client and it, it sets up and, and learns instantly. And that's one of the pain points I know you're, you know, folks listening are, are likely aware of is that sometimes it does take a little bit of a learning curve to get up to speed with what a, a new client does, especially if they're in a niche or a highly technical industry. This helps to accelerate through that learning curve and lets you know ensures that the content you're creating is on message and on point from from pitch one. Mm-hmm. And now, is this a, also an overview of when you say that? I guess Preston empowers anyone to win their own media coverage. Is that built into the fact that your pitches are much more uh, directed, better, and more accurately because of the way you put them together? So I would say the the right way to frame what what we're doing, from my perspective, is is AI-assisted. So if someone wants to write a pitch, you know, a PR professional working in-house, a PR consultant, or, you know, a talented marketing professional who knows what they're doing, if they they know their messaging, they know what they're trying to communicate, this is a really solid set of, say, training wheels to, to help them get out the door. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing that the folks who are most successful and are uh, using Preston for themselves are, are folks who have a, a strong PR background, they have a marketing background, you know, they, they understand what good messaging is, and they can use the tool to, to jumpstart, polish, and work through, you know, the process of sending a pitch from ideation through to response a whole lot faster than they could without without that. Now, is there have you made a distinction between, let's say, some of the smaller firms that might have only three or four or five people there as compared to some of the big uh, national firms, and in some cases a few might even be international? Can you work with both of those mm-hmm. extremes with this? The target market for us really is it's designed for the, the solo practitioners, the small firms. Mm-hmm. It's a great solution for, for those folks because you want to set up a, a dedicated account for each each one of those clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it's people who maybe they don't have the entire infrastructure baked in. They don't have you know the team of analysts. They don't have the team of folks who are you know helping with with the ideation. They need you know extra hands. Preston metaphorically helps them to have that and helps them to you know perhaps compete with with teams that have more resources. So those are the folks who, when we're when we're hearing feedback from clients, those are the folks who are our biggest fans and biggest promoters. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of, because I had a brief glimpse at uh, some of your uh, list of reporters, how extensive is that? Then let's sort of maybe focus on the U.S., but uh, is, how extensive is it in terms of either just gross numbers or by areas that they cover? I'm just wondering how, how you put that one together. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the media database, we'll talk about 
breadth, and we'll talk about depth. So uh, in terms of breadth, number of uh, journalists, we're in the hundreds of thousands of journalists, and it's growing every day. And obviously there's, uh, as we mentioned in our online presence, uh, expanding to other platforms soon. The way we see it, and there's no news to anybody here, is that uh, the media landscape is continuing to fragment. There's uh, someone who has is a is a writer, maybe a, a freelancer for many publications, and have their own Substack, sub and have a podcast. And so, building a centralized platform that's able to take all that information about all the content they're creating on all of their platforms to create a really deep and three-dimensional view of that that influencer of that that journalist. That's where we're we're seeing the trend goes. And that's where we're focused as well. And in terms of depth, that's where we're frankly most excited. So uh, a lot of the media databases out there are obviously they have wide number of, of folks. They have great tagging on their of the journalists and the editors in their database. We're going a step further. Rather than putting folks into predefined categories, we're just sucking in all of the content that these folks are creating, and creating you know, the technical term is vectors of of who these folks are mm-hmm. and creating a much more, you know, uh, you know three-dimensional, four-dimensional. I mean, it's, it's a multi-dimensional perspective of, of who these folks are and what they're creating um, beyond just putting someone into a box. Like say you have a pitch about, you know, your, your client has a disagreement with an approach that Elon Musk is taking to business and you want to find journalists who are likely to care about that. Well, we have a method that allows you to, look at the pitch and the client and understand what their take is and then map that using you know variations on vectorization to the journalists who based on all their recent coverage are most likely to cover that mm-hmm. and that may or may not be a journalist who's covered elon musk in the past because that might be about his personal life it may be about his you know his stock price or it may be about you know someone who's journalist most likely to care about that maybe someone who wrote about bill gates or jeff bezos like folks who literally the the language doesn't map, but on a concept basis, these are the journalists who actually care. So it's kind of leapfrogging the filtering process and the tagging process on on topics and themes in doing a more direct match between what's at the heart of this pitch, what's at the heart of this journalist, and making the connections based on that. And And I'll say there's one other layer to this, which is, Beyond just you know thematic appropriateness, we think it's important to understand what the journalist replies to. So, for example, does the journalist respond to pitches about interviews? Do they respond to reviews? You know, you should review our product. Do they respond to a written Q and A? Do they do they like receiving announcements or not? These are things that typically PR professionals would have to make their own custom notes about mm-hmm. what that person liked to receive. That's you know, that's essentially recursive learning. That's taking feedback across all of the pitches that are being sent out and understanding positive responses, negative responses, what's getting their attention. And so the intelligence in that relationship, like what was previously had to be looked at as a, I learned this about this journalist, now we're able to do better matching based on what they actually like. And so the end outcome should be better targeted pitches and hopefully a better experience for the journalists on the receiving end because the platform knows that well, this person only covers Tesla's stock price, not their company developments, and so therefore you know, make sure your pitches are actually mapped on, on, on those criteria. That's interesting that you describe that sort of minutia, if you will, that it's able to define that they're more interested in stock prices as compared to something else. 
being able to disseminate that difference as they decide, I don't want to say category, but how to pitch or not pitch an individual report. I think that I find that rather fascinating that your system can pick up those nuances and, and pass them on. Yeah, well, it's, it really is. It's deconstructing with our team what are the things that our internal PR team cares about? What are the things that matter? And so we're looking at, you know, many, many thousands of pitches and responses and what ended up resulting in media coverage. And we're realizing like, okay, that's a distinction. That's something that should be baked in. Mm -hmm. And so every time we're drawing a, a distinction, that becomes part of you know, a new set of AI algorithms to start intelligently tagging folks and having a deeper understanding. So same way a PR pro would, you know, would learn about what folks you know, respond to and don't respond to, the, the platform is able to capture and build that intelligence into the system. Okay. Well, since you mentioned that, uh, let's talk a bit more about media monitoring. How many different things are programs and platforms are you listening to and what are you looking for? How do you discriminate? How do you break down information and decide where should it go and whom should it go to? Sure. So uh, our platform is, is by design, it's content agnostic. So that's you know, a fancy way of saying the, a transcript of a podcast versus an article versus you know, a, a tweet or a, a caption on a, uh, on a social media post all of that is, is content that can be fed in to the platform via APIs and analyzed and tagged back to the folks who are creating that content. So in terms of sources, we use a number of different data providers to be the raw, you know, to provide that raw content. And that's actually one of the things that made this a very good moment for creating, you know, communications technology uh, is that the ability to process massive, massive amounts of data is now possible to scale it wasn't previously. Mm-hmm. So you can now analyze, you know, we got in the last couple of months, 35 million plus articles in our database. Wow. We can process all of those in, you know, depending on the analysis, in hours, in mm. a day, and we can process all data flowing into the platform in real time along all those kinds of criteria. And that's just, that that's possible now in a, previously wasn't. So that's where we're at. That's where we're going to continue to go is just to, to un- in order to do true 360 understanding, you need to be able to absorb and process all this data. And we think that, you know, as it gets harder and harder for an individual to keep up with, you know, a journalist's moves or an influencer's content across multiple platforms, technology will also be part of the solution to that mm-hmm. because it, it, it can keep up. And it helps to make the jobs of the pros responsible for winning media coverage. It helps make it easier for them to keep up. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit now about the campaign analysis. Once um, you have put together a campaign for a client and let it go, talk about what you're measuring and the information you're getting back to give to the client to let them know about the performance of the campaign. Yeah, sure. So the campaign analysis there's some obvious statistics that would make sense, similar to like a, an email marketing campaign. Let's assume it's all you know email pitching. Uh, so everything from number of sends and open rates and click-through rates and response rates, things like that. Further, we're tagging each of the pitches. So the pitch itself will have you know I think somewhere between like 15 and 20 different 
dimensions to it, attributes to it, such as I kind of alluded to these earlier, like the whether if it's an announcement, if it's an exclusive, if it is asking for a review, that type of thing. And so we're tagging each of the campaigns to understand what they're about above and beyond the the themes and the topics. So that's happening on an individual level, like an individual campaign level, and that's happening on a on a larger level. So across all the campaigns, helping to receive feedback from what uh, what journalists are responding to. So a campaign, yeah, it happens on that campaign level, understanding. So your campaigns about, you know, announcements seem to res- result in lower response rate than your campaigns about product reviews, mm-hmm. for example. You can also see, based on responses, you can see this journalist gave five positive responses to you over the last six months, Therefore, this is one of your top relationships that you've built, or this publication has, you've been in touch with three journalists at this publication, therefore, that's one of the publications where you have essentially cultivated a relationship. So, kind of, I mean, it, it's, there's a lot of dimensions to, you know, the feedback that happens, but that is, that is essentially the recursive learning. It, you pitch something out, the data comes back based on responses, opens, and clicks, and ultimately, you know, coverage. And that feeds into uh, data that hopefully is useful and actionable for for the users of the platform. Mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned the fact that you you know basically are worldwide. How often do you update uh, your list of reporters? So we have a technological approach and a human approach to updating the uh, updating the database. So we have uh, we have a team of folks who are behind the scenes analyzing the journalist database every time there's a a bounce, for example, we go in and we uh, we update the data with uh, updated information about where the journalist is is working. Um, and so there's there's that side of things. And then uh, because our our database is built essentially from content first, we're identifying all the content that's coming in, and maybe it'll identify that there's a a new John, uh, a new journalist, you know, John Smith at this publication. He's written ten articles in the last. Uh, in the last month, and that'll prompt one of our our teammates to go and update. So there's kind of a number of feedback cycles that trigger our uh, technology or our team to go and find updated contact information for for these folks. Mm -hmm. Well, as we begin to come close to the tail end of things here, tell our listeners how they can get their hands on this Preston platform that you've started. Absolutely. Uh, Intelligentrelations.com. Uh, you can go there. You can book a demo. We'll give you a full walkthrough. Uh, we've got a great customer success team. Happy to help you get set up, set up your first campaigns, and we'd love to have your listeners give it a give it a spin. Okay. Well, look, let me ask you now: Is there anything that you think that we should have covered uh, today? And if so, let's uh, let's have it so make sure that we get a full picture of what it is you do. Yeah. So I would say. The technology that's that's coming presents a lot of opportunities. I think that there's an understandable concern about how this affects the work of uh, of PR pros and the ways that that have worked for a very long time. Um, I think that you know if your job uh, or if your firm operates strictly on the the basis of you know we can build a great media list, that that might not be the the model that continues well into the future, but ultimately it takes professional and it takes a, uh, it, it 
someone who knows strategy to understand what good looks like, to understand what's in the client's best interest. And so the juicier, more valuable work that you know, we've all made our livings doing is going to continue. And it's those who adapt to the new technology and adopt it in their workflows that will probably end up getting the competitive edge in the next couple of years. But it, it, this tech is coming and it has the opportunity to uh, to accelerate a lot of things really quickly. And so really encouraging, whether it's us or other technology providers in the space, really encouraging folks listening to, to give it a spin, to, to try some of this tech because it, it could offer real meaningful change to the way we see success for our clients. Well, Steve, I want to say thank you so very, very much. I have certainly learned a lot. And let me encourage my uh, listeners to actually go read a bit more about this because uh, once I read what was going on, I, I had to reach out and get Steve on this program to let you hear about it. And I think once you read more information about it, you too will become excited about this. So let me once again thank my guest, uh, Steve Marcinic, from, uh He's the managing partner from Intelligent Relations Public Relations and their new platform, Preston. And again, to my listeners, thank you for listening. Please share this episode with your colleagues as well. And join me again for the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.